my, my principal here at the senior high loves to quote that, that Harvard professor when he always says, uh, in teaching, uh, it's not what you know, but it's what you do with what you know. And there's a big difference when you talk to our teachers and to our coaches about this now. Uh, and I'd like to repeat it, it's not what you know, and you can know so much, you can, you, can, you can know so much about the course material and all that, but it's what you do with what you know. And, and that's what these Olympians did. everyone and welcome to Gold Diggers, a show where we discuss stories of leadership and motivation with sports serving as a metaphor dedicated to daily grinders, corporate athletes, and go-getters. I'm your host, Carlos Pineda, your resident box-to-box midfielder or point forward transitioning from esports to football and vice versa. In the previous episode, we had Ren Vito and Ralph Aligada. Two prominent members in the esports industry who taught us how to break barriers where it begins with courage, establishing a vision, and incorporating proper values. And I wouldn't be able to appreciate their leap of faith if it weren't for my fellow gold diggers. Let's welcome all of them, Simone, Relly, and Robbie. Simone here. So what makes this episode unique? This is the first time we're doing a tribute to a gold digger whose presence will be in the form of the stories our guests will be sharing with us. So what was his legacy? We'll know more about it tonight. So really, what else do you think our teammates can expect from tonight's episode? Thanks, Sam. Hey, guys. Good to have you again here and hope you're having a good Saturday night. Um, again, just what, just what Simone mentioned, we have, it's a special episode. Uh, as you pay tribute to one of Cebu's finest sportsmen uh, who suddenly passed away just last month. And it's a big loss, a big, big loss to the whole sporting community. Um, Rob, care to do the honors of introducing our man of the hour? Thanks, Relly. So excited to get into a conversation with the three kindred individuals, so fellow sports leaders in the form of Sirs Nimrod Quinones, Larry de las Peñas, and Coach Romel Rasmo and Popoy Navarro in our special tribute to one of the men who has influenced us, the Gold Diggers, and along with hundreds of others in, this huge in his huge involvement in sports. And of course, we're talking about none other than Rico S. Navarro. So stay tuned and we hope you look forward and like this episode. Carlos? It's a pleasure to have my fellow Gold Diggers uh, in this show. And we do admit that this episode is a challenge since is the first time that we'll pay homage to someone, but we are eagerly excited to pull this off because if there's one thing we can learn from Rico Navarro's experience is that the hardships we encounter can bring the best versions of ourselves. All right, now let's proceed to the main event, introducing our guests. First is a veteran sports journalist based in Cebu who served as the managing editor of The Freeman. He's also done some hosting work with his cable-based sports show entitled 
Full Point, the Cebu Sports Show. However, he's not only limited in doing media work as his ventures with the Central Visayas Football Association, Cebu Volleyball Association, and Central Visayas Chapter of the Philippine Judo Federation reveal his leadership. He is likewise the general manager of Alta Vista Golf and Country Club. Without further ado, let's welcome Mr. Nimrod Quinonez. Hi. Good day, everyone, and I'm happy to be here at Gold Diggers, but at the same time, sad that we'll be talking about a good friend of mine who just recently passed on. But then, uh, anyway, it's good to see you guys, and uh, I hope I could do justice to what Rico had done for Cebu Sports. Yep, indeed. We will definitely try our best to do justice for uh, Rico Navarro and his legacy. But of course, he's not the only guest that we have. We also have a second guest as well. This man is an advocate for youth and sports development, where he spent 27 years in Xavier University, San Juan. He is currently the school's athletic director. But he doesn't just limit himself in the confines of his school as his dedication for sports extends with his involvement with the Philippine Athletic Youth Association, or PAYA, the uh, Private Schools Athletic Development Association, or PRADA, and other sports associations. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Mr. Larry de las Peñas. Hi, good evening. Uh, thank you for inviting me here, Gold Diggers. Uh, it's a, a laudable endeavor of yours to be featuring uh, our very good friend, Rico Navarro. Uh, it, I'm sure this episode will not only be informative, but it, it all, it's also going to be entertaining just as your past episodes. Thus, the audience is assured of taking away something from this episode, I'm sure. So kudos to the Gold Diggers team and keep it up. Kudos as well to you, Sir Larry. Indeed, we will definitely try our best to entertain and enlighten you about the life of Sir Rico Navarro, but not just one, not just two. We also have a third guest as well, who is willing to devote everything to the game of basketball, where he is currently serving as the head coach of Ateneo de Cebu and a mentor in the National Basketball Training Center. As you'll find out later, you'll realize that he is more than just a coach. Please welcome Mr. Romel Rasmo. Hello, good evening. Uh, uh, thank you so much for inviting me here and it's really an honor for me to share my experience and my journey with my uh, athletic director Sir Rico Navarro and also congratulations for for this show uh, diligent and very professional thank you oh thank you so much for those praises uh, Sir Romel and for those of you wondering, we don't just have like one, two, three guests. We have our final or our fourth guest. He is the eldest son of Rico Navarro, who applied his father's learnings in his career as a brand assistant of marketing for Rabisco. And he even carried on his father's legacy by organizing the Cebu Youth Basketball League. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome our final guest, Mr. Popoy Navarro. What's up, what's up everybody? How are you guys doing tonight? Um, I'm pretty stoked to be here right now um, in the company of Carlos Pineda, Robbie De Vera, Simon Haldon, and Rally Agust San Agustin. 
and colleagues of my dad, Sir Larry, Sir Simran, and Coach Ramel. Um, it's an honor to be here tonight to be able to share our story of my sto personal story with my dad. And I hope you guys enjoy tonight. I'm glad to be here, Carlos. Yep, the feeling, the feelings mutual as well, Popoy. And uh, just to clarify, I'd. Uh... I did mention a Savior University for Larry de las Peñas. It's actually a Savior School. So apologies uh, for the uh, for the uh, mishap. All right. So, gentlemen, I, I want you to uh, show yourselves on the screen because I'm going to be asking you some questions about Sir Rico Navarro, who seems to be almost everywhere. Like he's been in uh, this industry, he's been through that industry, all centered in sports, but through various fields. So. I want to ask um, each of you individuals, uh, how did you guys uh, met Sir Rico? Well, except for you, Popeye, because you're the, uh, you're the son of Sir Rico. But for the likes of us, <laughs> Sir Larry, <laughs> Sir Nimrod, and uh, <laughs> yeah, for the rest of the uh, gentlemen, uh, how did you guys uh, meet Sir Rico? Go. Well, uh, I think I've known Rico the longest as we went to the same school at Andres Soriano Memorial School in Toledo City. But uh, I left the school early. We met up again in the early 1990s when he was with Camp Cebu. And uh, he was doing some PR work and he was getting in touch with the local media. And that's when I saw him again. And then in a few more years after that, uh, I was doing a coverage of the... I was the main sportscaster for the Cebu Amateur Athletic Association. This is the former uh, inter-school league here in Cebu. And uh, I always uh, had a regular partner, but then one Sunday, the, my partner wasn't there. So I asked Rico if he could sit down with me at the panel. And then we took it from there. And then, well, since we've known each other for a very long time, it wasn't really hard to do things uh, together. So we had the same interests. Uh, we were both passionate about sports. Then we were both single. And uh, I think I got married just a year ahead of him. So that's it. All right. So, uh, Sir Larry, your turn. Yes. I actually met Rico fairly recently, just in uh, 2016. I remember it was August. It was in Ateneo de Manila University for a meeting for uh, JAM, the Jesuit Athletic Meet 2016. No? Now, come to think of it, I can actually just count with the fingers of my hands how many times I was with Rico face-to-face. -face. Because, you know, we, we're, we, he's in Cebu, I'm in Manila, and we just see each other during meetings and, this, and these events. Um, the months of the pandemic, we always saw each other via Zoom. But of course, in between all those, there are uh, numerous exchange of work emails. Uh, uh, there's also constant banter, exchange of jokes over SMS or, or in the messenger groups. No? He was very easy to work with, very open-minded, and uh, well, uh, I, I consider him to be one of my closest friends. Sir Amel, go ahead. Yeah, uh, actually, I met before naging athletic director si Sir Rico, I met him 2008. Uh, it was, uh, I think, parang kung hindi ako magkamali, parang gi-set up kami because to talk about uh, uh, basketball tournament. No? 
And then after that, uh, yun yan, I think naging, uh, siya rin ang naging ano, ng Milo Best that time. Uh, am I right, boy? 2008, uh, naging organizer until 2010, siya na naging athletic director. So I have the, you know, uh, the privilege na nakasama si Sir Rico sa second that 10 years and overall is 12 years. Based on your stories, uh, gentlemen, that each and every one of you would, uh, would have like uh, memorable moments with Sir Rico. Like, it feels like your relationship with him is like a brother to brother or like a relative. And that's where the beauty begins. Like, he establishes these, these uh, deep bounds and it actually creates um, an opportunity for you guys and an opportunity for him as well. Like, he gets to learn a lot from you guys and you get to learn from him uh, as well. And all of a sudden, his good deeds kind of overextends, like, not just to you guys, even to almost everyone he meets in the community. So you see that pay it forward initiative coming uh, from Sir Rico. I mean, it's really commendable. All right. Popoy, I'm curious. Um, I'm going to ask you this time for uh, this question. Um, since, since, that, since you're the son of uh, Sir Rico, uh, and you certainly might have a lot of, uh, a lot of moments with him. I'm curious. Um, where do you spend the most time with Sir Rico among all the various fields that he's been through? Go. The house? <laughs> house, okay. I think the house, the house, the house. No, but then I think the house encompasses everything as well because the whole, our daily dining conversations, we just talk about sports, we talk about his activities in the media, we talk about his athletic director stuff. So I think, yes, I can say it's the house, but at the same time, it's everywhere. It's at the house, but everywhere at the same time because we just talk about all of his activities, and I think that's where I spend the most time with him. So I really feel like I'm with I'm with Sir Larry in the tech directors group. I'm with Sir Nimrod in the media, and I'm also with Kovtromel at the same time. Whenever we have our dinner time conversations, I think yeah, that's 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 a politically correct answer to that question. Yeah, I mean yes, you he he does involve like his work and his endeavors straight to your home so that you could. Uh, get some sort of insights from him. So it kind of helps you grow up in the process. So it's, a, it's actually a good form of uh, encouraging you to follow his footsteps. So yeah, that's, uh, you really have a, a good role model right there, Papoy. Uh, yes, All yeah, right. lucky to have him. <laughs> yep, indeed. Okay, so each of you individuals, you know, you've had a, a lot of history with uh, Popeye, uh, with, uh, sorry, not Popeye, but with uh, uh, Rico Navarro. So I was wondering, um, have you guys ever followed into like his endeavors, you know, ever since he passed away? Did you carry on or did you guys uh, follow his legacy? Um, let's start with you, Larry. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, I mentioned earlier that uh, uh, we usually have our Jesuit athletic meet. That's, the, that's what we call the jam. That's every two years for basic education. This year, 2020, we were actually supposed Savior School was actually supposed to host it in our uh, campus in, in New Valley. Uh, and the last host was Rico in Cebu. And it was a grand, wonderful event. Everybody was happy with the event. And it was a tough, really tough act to follow, a very big shoe to fill for Rico. And we've been working on hosting Jam to 2020, no, we've been busy uh, planning for it, but you know it just just didn't happen. So I guess uh, what whenever the next opportunity to have a jam 
we still would have the model that Rico provided, no? the template that Rico provided, and we sure are going to get so much from it. Yep, indeed. I certainly want to learn more about that jam so that I could uh, acquire some sort of knowledge from Sir Rico regarding like hosting an event. Uh, Sir Nimrod, your turn. I'd like to hear um, if you've ever followed through the footsteps of uh, Sir Rico Navarro. Go. Well, we started a lot of things together. I, I was the, the person who got him into writing columns for the newspaper in Cebu. I was sports editor then when I invited him to write for the Freeman. And we also started a football club in Sacred Heart School, Ateneo de Cebu, which then was still called the Sacred Heart School just with because of yes, guys like Popoy, my <laughs> son, who were young kids and were not yet allowed to play sports uh, in their preschool and uh, early education, uh, uh, primary school, or rather, uh, yeah, grade one to grade three. So those are things that we have done. And uh, right now I can see that uh, the program, uh, the club that we started has been the basis or the foundation of the school's football program, which has been very successful here in Cebu. So I think uh, my involvement with the Central Visayas Football Association uh, will help push uh, what we started back in 2002 to become even better, not exactly just for Ateneo de Cebu, but for the entire Cebu football community, because that was proof that we could start something, the parents can do something to help the school uh, start its own athletic program. So uh, those are things that uh, I'd like to follow through always, especially in sports that I love. And uh, one of that is football. I think you can see that from the uh, shirt I'm wearing now. I'm wearing my Cebu Province football jersey. It shows my love for the game. Yeah, and it's also clearly evident that you really have that deep bondage with uh with Sir Rico, like you, that relationship that you established, all of a sudden you started planting the seeds for the uh, next generation. Um, Popoy, how about your your at your end? Like I did mention this earlier, like you followed through with the Cebu Youth Basketball League. So could you further elaborate on what you're doing there as a uh, the head uh, organizer? Yeah, so there, so right now I'm the, I'm currently taking over as the um, head organizer, or you can call it the head. Um, parang second dad <laughs> trying to fill in that shoes of being the second dad to the Cebu Grassroots Basketball community. Um, so basically, it's making sure that we continue the pipeline of development and you know creating better, better, better people. Not just better basketball players, not just yeah. better athletes, but in general, talagang better people through the means of sports, specifically ito grassroots basketball. Nga, given the pandemic, um, we're coming up with some online activities, some online um, pakulo, kumaga, or in Visaya, mga papalingaw. And that, that will be, we'll actually be announcing that soon. So that's pretty much keeping me busy right now. He has really big shoes to fill. I have 50 big shoes to fill, so I got to do the work for that. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, I could imagine the pressure that you have to endure. Just the, just the, just the fact that you have to follow through his endeavors. Like, of course, I did mention he's almost everywhere. So it's really, it's really a challenge for you, Popeye, at a very young age. But it's actually very commendable at your end, like, 
you're taking over the reins. Um, you're taking a huge amount of responsibility. You're showing that this is not just, this is my father's legacy that I need to uphold. All right, so Ramel, at your, uh, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, yeah I think, uh, especially this, you know, during the, the pandemic, no, I think uh, everybody knows naman, di ba? Yung sports talaga, nawala talaga yon. But, you know, uh, in spite of that, uh, me and Serico, we continue our communication. No, uh, he always called me and always share. Yes, di ba? I think all of you knows na si, si Serico active itong ano, yung mga webinar niya no? with Coach Noli. In fact, I'm really na ano sana I'm really excited no because I'm sure Serico will lead us to another ano ba uh, greater uh, you know uh, yung sports program namin madalay na naman maangat yan naman sa ano sana yun sana ang the, I mean doon ako na excited eh. so that's why I'm very ano din nung biglaan na ano si Serico dahil sayang Yep, indeed. And of course, rest in peace, uh, Sir Rico Navarro. Your deeds have indeed influenced a lot of people. I mean, you could clearly see the connections uh, with Noli Ayo as well. So the roots are indeed uh, in there and it could actually multiply furthermore. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, those are the questions for my uh, four guests. And we'd like to know more about Sir Rico Navarro through, uh, through our discussions with our fellow gold diggers. So Simone, Rally, Robbie, the floor is yours. You know what to do. Take it away. Thanks, Carlos. So it's, it's very interesting having a lot of people in the room tonight. And, you know, Rico Navarro was involved in so many things. And we get to know more about him from the many perspectives our guests will share with us tonight. So first to bat is Sir Nim Nimrod Quinones, a longtime friend of Sir Rico and also a longtime colleague also. So, you know, you've known Sir Rico for a pretty long time and you have worked with him on multiple gigs. You, you told us how sometime in the 90s you were a sportscaster for Sky Cable and one day your regular partner was absent so you invited Rico to substitute for him and he eventually became a regular uh, on the panel. And then you also invited him to, to write a column for The Freeman back when you were its sports editor. So what do you see yeah. in Rico that made you want him to work with you? Well, one thing is I have this bias for people coming from the same schools where I went to. Rico and I went to ASMS de La Salle in Toledo. So I, I knew that uh, he had the ability to write. He had the ability to speak. Of course, uh, I met him a few times before I actually invited him uh, to to sit on the panel uh, for the basketball games. He, he was a barker of the CAAA during that time. So, uh, well, his talent was obvious. His ability was there, and uh, it would be such a waste if it will not be shared to others. So. I found a chance to give him that opportunity to to write for a bigger audience, to talk to a bigger audience through television. So that was it. And then, uh, of course, aside from that, we we were in the board of the Cebu Football Association uh, together. We we were the the dads, uh, the dads united, who who were there for our children when we started the Sacred Heart School Jesuit. Uh, the precursor to the Sacred Art School at the Cebu. 
uh, football club. So we were there. We were not just uh, doting dads. We even uh, found time to, to play the game again. Uh, well, for us, former football players, it was fun. But then we, we also got uh, others who didn't play football when they were younger. We also got them to play during that time. So it was like also a learning process for the dads. Uh, the whole thing was uh, an experience that we will never forget our whole lives. And I think our children would laugh at us uh, looking back at those, <laughs> at those years. Uh, I think Popoy is now smiling, thinking how we would uh, fumble during our, during our practices or during the games that we played. So that was it. Actually, Rico, my life and Rico's life, we we intersected so many times the for for a very long time so i other than other than the fact that you guys came from the same school uh what was some what was something that you noticed about Sirico, especially him as a as a storyteller uh what about his style did, did you like well Rico was straightforward. He he wasn't the kind of person who who would uh, go around circles to tell you the story. He'll tell it straight to you. Uh, if he doesn't like it, he'll tell you. If he likes it, he'll tell you also. So that's that's what he is. So it wasn't hard to really understand him. You don't need to figure out what he was thinking. He, he would just tell you straight what it is. So it was easy to deal with him because of that. Nice. He was straightforward. He was frank. He yeah. told things as they were. And that's also yeah. very important, especially, right? If, if you're in the media, it's important to say things as they are. Yeah, so, that's correct. Because uh, when you write for, for the papers, it's actually you're writing to inform. You're not writing to impress or to confuse. So uh, I think he did that very well. Uh, he... He wrote about his passion. He wrote about uh, grassroots sports. He wrote about basketball. Uh, that's also the reason for the name of his column, which was Bleacher Talk. It would be uh, like from the viewpoint of the fans on the bleachers. So and that was it. And that was that was his column. So that was Rico. Yeah. And, and he was involved in so many things. So in media alone, he, he did some sports casting with you. And he wrote for mm -hmm. PinoyLiga.com and he had the, col the mm -hmm. column, the Beecher Talk on the Freeman. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he was also um, a commentator at televised basketball games in Cebu and also was a ring yeah. announcer for boxing, big boxing promotions in Cebu, right? And mm -hmm. his presence in all of these things just shows how important his role is as a storyteller. And of course, there's Be the Best also, Be the Best Live and the Bleacher Talk podcast. So he was everywhere. But yeah. to you, what do you think makes him an important storyteller? And what can we learn from him and his involvement in sports media? Well, one thing that I admire so much about my friend is the fact that he walked the talk. He, he was the kind of person who who translated his passion not only into writing, but into doing the things that he wrote about. And I think that's uh, where I uh, would say that Rico did very well in terms of uh, walking the talk. Uh, I wrote about a lot of things, but then there were a lot of things that I couldn't do. But in the case of Rico, he, he did it. He, he made it happen. Uh, like, let's go back to something that's very close to our heart, which was the football club for our children. 
when, well, actually, when it was Rico who told me that they had something planned and then he, he asked me if I was into it. So I said, okay, no problem. You're in it. So uh, I'm going with you. So that was quite difficult to organize during that time because it, we had these different sets of parents who were bringing their kids to the summer football training. And then uh, suddenly Rico, together with the other parents, uh, we decided to put up the club. And then it just happened. It was difficult at the start. Uh, the formative years were quite a challenge. But then we were able to achieve our dreams. He, although he did leave us uh, for a while because he went to Manila. So he, he left the club to the care of the other parents who were still around. So that was it. But it was him who started it. It was him who built the foundation. The same with the Youth Basketball League that he started. He, he wrote extensively about it, about developing the young talents, providing them a chance to hone their basketball skills, not only through clinics, but through actual competition. So these are, these are the topics that he was writing about. And these were the things that he was doing on weekends. And it had helped a lot of kids become better players and reach their dreams in the sport of basketball. What? Are there, how long was this uh, CYBL been running? Uh, it's been running for a long time. I cannot say exactly how long, but then I think this, this was way before he even became athletic director. Of, uh, he, he was already very passionate about the, the youth. Uh, so before that, the, uh, he was already organizing things uh, for, for the young players. Yeah. All right. Uh, Papa says here, it's been running for 12 years. So that's a pretty long yeah. time. And I'm sure that, a lot of... Yeah. He was athletic director for 10 years. So that I'm correct. It was before he even became athletic director. Yeah. I can only imagine how many kids have gone through the program. So I, I love what you said. He said. You said that he walks the talk. And he didn't just mm -hmm. write or talk about things. He made them happen. Like the That's football right. club and especially mm -hmm. the Cebu Youth Basketball League and of course so many other things that he's been doing. And mm -hmm. so thank you for, for, for sharing that, Sir Nimrod. And tonight we also have uh, our other guest here will be talking about the other aspects that, that Sir Rico has been involved with. So I'm going to hand you guys over to RDV. Robbie, are you there? Thanks again, Sir Nimrod. Thank you. Thank you very much, Sim and Sir Nimrod. We ap I appreciate that. And what I like from from what was discussed so far is that um, that Sir Rico wears his heart on his sleeve. I agree with that. And he does walk the talk because my experience with Sir Rico has spanned maybe the last eight years when I first met him with uh, in the Milo program uh, when I first joined the Milo team back in 2012. And um, that was the reason why I particularly felt that um, he was a good fit with the brand and good fit with the best center because, you know, in youth education and in grassroots sports development, these are the two things that you should really have as a leader in order for your endeavors to succeed. So uh, for now, I call on Sir Larry de las Peñas. So Sir Larry, please come on board. As we now take a look at Sir Rico's involvement in uh, the athletic director role that he has been um, occupying for the um, SHS Ateneo. Um, so Sir Larry, welcome to the Gold Diggers. And um, we're very happy you're here to share with us your time and experience as you know, we, we try to attempt to capture quite a glimpse of uh, Sir Rico's contributions, especially as an educator and athletic director. 
So, Sir Larry, with you, you've only known him for you know a relative short time uh, compared to Sir Nimrod, of course, who has yeah. known him ever since. So, regardless, however, you speak very highly of one another. And in fact, you already considered each other really great friends. So, what was it about Sir Rico that impressed upon you? And how was this evident in your experience in working with him? Yeah, okay. Uh, well, uh, some background, you know. Uh, we're pretty a close-knit um, group, no? the athletic directors of the different Jesuit schools because we have a, uh, every two years we have this big event where all our uh, high school uh, athletes uh, play together. Now, there are nine Jesuit schools in the country and among these Jesuit schools, there are only three that are solely focus on basic education. That's Iloilo, Savior School, Savior School uh, San Juan and Nubali, and of course, uh, uh, Sacred Art School in Cebu. Now, these three basic ed schools, we sort of share some similarities in our sports programs. No? The vision, mission, and goals of these schools are somewhat aligned, and we share similar policies and kami lang actually yung my Chinese program uh, among all the Jesuit schools. All the other schools are uh, have tertiary education. Um, so it was very natural for us to gravitate toward each other. Kahit na, ma, kahit na you know, I just met him or kahit na we only see each other uh, very, very rarely. No, it was very evident that Rico was deeply rooted on the values and ideals of, of the Jesuit education. No? Uh, I'm sure it's, it's a requirement for us also as, uh, as educators, as leaders, as teachers, that we follow. No? We are also examples of, of the ideals and values of our schools. No? So Rico was actually deeply rooted into that. And the kind of programs and policies that Rico implemented as athletic director were always aligned with these values and ideas. Thank you, sir, uh, Larry. And what I like about what you said is that um, I agree with what you said on uh, values alignment. No? So, you know, I, um, regardless if two people have never met in their lives, but if there's a, there's a discovery of a values alignment, it's almost instantly that you can create that and foster that connection, that friendship and that connection. So um, I, I, I'm very familiar with this because, of course, I come from a Jesuit school background. So I come from Ateneo. So we're quite familiar with uh, uh, how the institution encourages uh, the development of values for youth, right? So in our pre-discussion, you, you mentioned that um, one of the key things that Sir Rico has uh, lived by is what, um, what SHS Ateneo espouses in terms of, um, you know how Ateneo is very fond of its Latin terms. So I'd like you to be the one to bring that up because um, I'd like you to be the one to define uh, what Sir Rico lived by and what those meant. So let's share it with our audience. Can we help the audience by defining what um, one key term that Rico always mentions, which is magis, and how this impressed upon you? Yeah, okay. Uh, Rico was athletic director of Sacred Heart School, uh, Ateneo de Cebu. And 
the uh, in in that school, it's very uh, you know everybody does this in that school. I was very surprised when I first uh, visited the school, and you were greeted with "Magis morning." You no, know, wherever you are, "Magis afternoon." You know, that's uh, from from their president, Father Manny, who will greet you that way, up to uh, a, a kindergarten kid who sees you walking on the corridor will greet you that way. No, it's so, so what is that word, magis? Okay. Uh, oh, well, before that, uh, the mascot, school mascot of Secretary School, Jess, uh, Ateneo de Cebu, is actually called the magis eagle. Kasi Ateneo nga sila, so eagle, but for them, they call him, they call their mascot the magis eagle. And Father Manny mentioned to me that Rico was actually, you know, exemplified a Magis Eagle. So what does Magis stand for? Uh, Magis actually is a Latin word. No? It means more or greater. No? Unofficially, the motto of the, of the Jesuits is uh, uh, Ad Maiorem Dei Gloriam, for the greater glory of God. Okay? So the fundamental idea of Magis is, is that we try to do more we try to do better. We try to do greater. Okay? Uh, so it's also the quest for excellence. So whatever you set out to do, you do your best. And Rico, it's very evident that Rico does this. No? Um, Pulido, no? the, his work is very... Uh, you, you see that there's work put into it, no? Uh, they, they thinks of, of everything is thought of, no? well thought of. Uh, last September, he was one of our, he was our, our uh, sharers in our group, no? the, the uh, athletic directors of Jesuit schools. And he talked about um, Magis Eagle Sports. 2010 and beyond, because that's that's actually when he started. No, 2009 he started with uh, with Ateneo de Cebu, and then in that short 10 years, no, he has these programs, solid programs, uh, uh, already in the school. No, lahat lahat ng sports meron. There's a, a lot of participants. No, the interest is high. No, the school spirit is high, and uh, you see uh, how Rico uh, also takes care not only of the program, not only of the personnel in the school, not only he doesn't only develop teams, he develop. I'm sure he also thinks of the individuals. No, so the program mo actually is transformative. Not only on the big picture, but dun lang sa detalye to the kids. Is there a critical incident where you feel that Sir Rico has espoused the magis? Oh, wait a minute. Uh, uh, okay, Jam 2018. Okay, uh, we were scheduled for the last weekend of October, and everybody everything was set. But then I called him in September and say. Uh, 
Saber School is going to mess up your event schedule. Because UP, uh, there, there was a typhoon and the, the, the UP exam was uh, postponed and it was transferred to the weekend of the jam. And most of our seniors were taking the exam. So uh, he was very calm. I mean, I would not have reacted that way. I mean, I've been planning this for two years and then you come and mess up my schedule. So, but he was very calm and said, okay, let's see what we can do. We will adjust, see what, how we can adjust. See, just give me all the information when this team is going to come, when this other team is going to come, and we'll see how we can slot you in and move the schedules around so that uh, your players still will still be able to play. No? And I be believe that you know, uh, with so many pieces moving, no, uh, so many details to consider Rico, most of it because of his individual character, his leadership qualities, no? and yun nga, the spirit of, of Pukura personalis, per, uh, personal care, and the magis, no? Would he, he just said, let me take care of it. And you will feel that, that the assurance that, that he has given you is enough. And true enough, when we reached there, uh, it was not ideal because we were late. We missed the opening ceremonies, but still we were able to play all our games. And uh, so it's not only actually about just doing more, but he had the courage. But if you ask him, pare ganito nangyayari, no? Uh, so you will ask him, what if ganito yung mangyari? Ang, ang sagot niya lagi will be, why not this? Okay, there's always a, a solution. No? It's not, may not be perfect. It may be dif difficult to, to achieve, but be sure that he's going to do it. Everything that you said, sir, and, and I agree with that. And uh, to top that off, it's also including uh, the concept of pakikiramay, which speaks very uh, it's an additional trait that uh, can be observed with someone who, ex, uh, who espouses the magis, of course, trying to um, help out when it's not even their direct responsibility to do so. Um, Sir Rico definitely pushed for excellence because um, one of the things that I mentioned is online eulogy that we had um, last month was uh, Filipinos are world class and definitely Sir Rico Navarro is one of those people who really espouse that excellence and i i bring the i brought the 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 point on the event that we executed in 2018 which was the uh fc barcelona camp that we brought to cebu city wherein the spanish coaches really commented that it was a almost perfect event it was a event that seemed like we brought la masia to the philippines um the, all of the kids had a wonderful time even the coaches had a wonderful time and um, so much so that the coaches said that it was a really well put together event. And, and, and that was Sorico. I, I always considered Cebu a second home because he was there. Yeah. And I had no worries bringing events to Cebu because um, you would know that it would be 100% um, thoroughly put together. 
Also, I like what you said, Sir Larry, on the Magic's Morning. Yeah, so it, it, for me, it, it brings the value of the law of attraction, number one, and then the value of repetition. So parang it's like muscle memory. So when you constantly say Magic's, you know, you constantly imbibe it, you invite it upon yourself. Eh. So that's why you, you get to do everything the best way that you can. So I, I like that. I, I, love, I, love, I love that concept. And I saw that in everything that Sir Rico did. In his work, in his life, the way he conducted himself, um, it really goes to show that he really imbibed the magic. So thank you for sharing that with us. Now, Sir Larry, we move on over to uh, another aspect of um, Sir Rico's uh, career. So it's in the realm of his sports uh, events management and organization. So I think I pass this uh, on over to Relly. Relly, take it away. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Sir Larry. So, uh, yeah, so. I'd like to call on Coach Rommel. Come on down. <laughs> I, so, just a backstory, you know. I um I personally chose to actually uh, take over this topic now, because I kind of can relate with Sir Rico on this one, because being an event organizer, and I also also made that jump into focusing on just sports. Um, I mean, after I graduated, without you know, working with with Nike, working with Solar, and then putting up my own sports brand, it's just really a really a calling, right? So, yeah. so Coach Rommel, you know, Sir Sir Rico's journey into sports was, you know, something he hadn't planned all his life, right? I mean, you've known him for twelve years, right? In fact, yes. he did have a successful life in the corporate world. He was, you know. Financial stability, if you want to call it that way, and a clear career path. Eh. Sa corporate ka, sure yan, I think I'm sure Popo exactly. can relate because he's with the Rebisco now and everything. So he knows where he's headed. But somehow, as what most people wouldn't do, he took that leap of faith, a shift into the sports industry. You know, it's a huge difference in terms of comfort and even career path. So what what compelled him to make that change? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, I really believe that uh, Sir Rico, being a sports organizer and a athletic director, was a calling. Okay, uh, everybody knows that he's a sports-minded person, and his passion for sports is is undeniable. You know, uh, I remember also, you no, know, Mam Ising. Uh, shared this to me. Uh, I cannot remember lang kung kailan. Basta, ni-share yan to sa akin nung, nung ito yung position ng athletic director sa secondary offer sa kanya. So, parang sabi ni sorry, ni Sorico sa kanya, you know, at the end of the day, God will ask you kung anong ginawa mo sa talent ko. So, you know, ito talaga for me, calling niya talaga to kasi if Sir Rico continue sa uh, corporate, uh, maybe, maybe hindi ito na gawa yung nagawa niya for the past 10 years. No? Kasi I remember also again na uh, there's one, ano nga, there's, there's one instance na uh, that time kasi he was, uh, ano na, 2009, he was already a uh, organizer sa Milo Best but that time he was still in the in his uh, in the corporate no and he was not full uh, full time sa Sepedart that, that was 2009 during the national finals hindi nga siya nakasama eh. so 
dahil nga doon sa work niya sa ano sa corporate so i really believe uh, it was a blessing and it was his calling na naging uh, athletic director siya at the same time naging sports organizer sa dahil ito ngayon itong lahat ngayon kaya na, na, nandito tayo dahil to sa nagawa niya and i think that's one thing that we really admire about Sirico no i think really turning into that passion into possibilities for him and yes. uh yun nga and he was able to you know create an impact and you know really make a difference in people's lives no including yourself and and, and the players no? now let's let's talk about you know besides him being an athletic director he was also like you mentioned he was also a sports organizer um he was instrumental in in organizing leagues in Cebu such as the CYBL uh Milo Best uh in fact i think even sir Larry mentioned nga yung Jesuit athletic meet diba which yes, said yes. was a hard uh, the what when he, when they hosted when nag, kayo ba nag hosters i think it it was really yeah the person yeah it's a tough act to follow and i think You know that that's where he came out with his expertise as an organizer. So, ako, I'm curious, Rena. I'm curious. Eh, what what were his tools for success? You know, to be able to create, you know, all these things and really make an impact in the region. Uh, before now, I mean, before I share now, for me, Sarico is really one of the best uh, organizer, not only here in Cebu but even for Visayas and and Mindanao. Now, because And I believe also that the key that he was successful as an organizer because he gave his heart and he gave his heart. He gave his heart and he gave his heart. So, I'm sure that he gave his heart and he gave his heart. So, I'm sure that he gave his heart. And I think he's a perfect example of saying that if you love what you're doing, Everything will follow, and you will never get tired of doing it. So I think everybody nakita ng lahat yan. Talagang all out talaga si Sirico, yung heart niya. Just what I think Sir Larry said, no. Talagang yung yung na perfect yung badges. Talagang more than pa sa being a sports organizer yung yung ginagawa ni Sirico. I think that that was the key. Yes, I agree, and and even the service to to others. Now, as what Sir Laringa said, na parang it wasn't just about organizing the tournament; it's also about you know the participants and then the players, the band. It's really about their welfare and making sure that that they are kind of comfortable or the experience. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, my last question was regarding the man Sir Rico and his relationships with student athletes, former players. Coaches like yourself and fellow colleagues, right? But what made him stand out, based on our conversation, was that he would always go beyond being just a mentor and a colleague. He was like a father, father to the athletes, a brother, and a true friend, all rolled into one. Before, before we describe, before you describe to us how he was as a person, can you please let us know how was your relationship? With Sirico on a personal level. To be honest, me and Sirico have a love-hate relationship. We have a lot of disagreements. I I know Mam Ising can can attest on that. But you know, but through the years, 
Now, uh, through the years, I learned to uh, accept and respect his leadership, his leadership, st uh, leadership style, and and also uh, as a person. No? But uh, I believe that uh, one reason that keeps us connected is that we both love. We, we, we love what we're doing. And most importantly, uh, we just want the best for our, for our program. And one thing that I really appreciate Sir Rico is uh, aside from being a good friend, okay, and you know, and a brother, uh, I could say na si Sir Rico never yan, ano, hindi siya nagtatanim ng sama ng loob, no, ng, na, na, ng galit. Talagang, in fact, uh, pag, pag na-realize siya na, na medyo mali siya, uh, he, will, uh, he won't hesitate to say, say sorry. No, talagang, uh, malambot din ang po ang puso talaga ni ni, ni Sir Rico. As a person talaga sobrang ano siya uh, madali I mean yeah ma ma malambot at uh, sobrang bait na na, na na tao si Sir Rico. Coach, kamusta naman yung relationship niya with with you know with the student athletes or with with his players? Are you players niyo? Yeah, uh, yun nga sabi ni Popoy last time, no? Uh, talagang even him, he keeps, uh, he keeps monitor sa, sa mga players namin na na, na nag-graduate na, na ngayon, nandyan na sa Manila. And uh, ano tawag dito? Uh, talagang sinusubaybayan niya. Uh, I'm sure he's very proud, no? And so blessed din yung mga players namin na uh, siya yung naging athletic director namin. I think that's good also no to be able to to care to care about yes. you know about the development or how how your the former players are doing in Manila, ba? Because their success is his success also eh. Parang ganoon. Yeah. Eh. Actually, yun nga ang kagandahan kay Sir Rico dahil hindi lang sa concern as a student but uh, as a person hmm. sa lahat ng mga naging players namin talagang he really care uh, as a person, not, an, uh, not as an athlete. And I think that's really the, the most important uh, trait that one should really have. Eh, it's, not, it's not just a job. Eh. It's, it's really, it goes beyond that. Eh, Being able to care, like, care uh, for you, for, for, you, know, you know, like you mentioned, ba, sabi mga disagreements na yan. It's all part of it, eh. It's all part of the job. Eh. Pero at the end of the day, it's just a job. Yeah. Walang personalan, di ba? And of course, you know, with all these disagreements, di ba? You guys learn from each other, eh. Di ba? Yes, uh, yes. And at the end of the day, like what you said, it's all for the love of the game. It's all focused on sports, di ba? Of course, yeah. Well, thanks, Coach. Uh, it was very enlightening with all these uh, short questioning. No? And I will now turn you over to Carlos. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much, Romel and Relly. I mean, Romel said something very, very important about today's discussion that Sir Rico Navarro is actually the best organizer, not just in Cebu, but also the entire Visayas and Mindanao region. So this actually speaks a lot about him. In fact, it also gives a very good message to all of our leaders, to our daily grinders, who wish to establish a legacy, build that bridge towards other avenues, 
or towards other communities? What tips can we actually offer from these uh, from this from today's episode? Well, we can offer you some three important tips from uh, Sir Rico Navarro's legacy. First is to walk the talk. Second is to be magis, do more than what is expected from you. And lastly, and last but not the least, follow and pursue your passion. Now, most of you may be wondering, since we have four guests and we, we did interview Popeye Navarro, so what does he have to do in this show? I mean, isn't it part of the usual segment where after the tips you go for crunch time? Well, we do have our special segment for Popeye Navarro to commemorate the deeds of his father. So let's bring him here. Popeye Navarro, share us your final messages for today's show. Go. Yeah. Um, my dad was in a lot of... Was in a lot. He was everywhere. Uh, he was in media. He was in sports. He was an athletic director. He was an event organizer. But for me, most importantly, he was a dad. And not a girl dad, but a boy. A dad to me. A sports dad. And I think that's what really made him a very special individual. Because he was not just only a dad to me, but it felt like he was a father figure wherever he went. So in the media community, he was a father figure to the younger writers coming in who wanted to learn about writing. Um, he would tell me stories about uh, a young writer giving him a call, about asking how to get gigs, how to write stories, how to write angles. He, he was always there for the young writers and the young sports, aspiring sportscasters, the aspiring commentators. He was always there and he was never one to, to shut down opportunities to someone just because they were younger. At the same time, with athletic, as an athletic director, Ikanganiko Trumel, his kids, I, his, his athletes were just like his kids. Sometimes I felt like they were my second brothers when I was going to school in Manila. And brothers and sisters, when I was going to school in Manila, um, he'd always ask for updates. Oh, na si Ganyan sa Ateneo? Kumusta na si Ganyan sa Lasal? Kumusta si Ganito? And I'd always make it a point to find out the, the stories his, the stories of his athletes because he, he really looked after them like he was kids. And to me, import, most importantly to me, as a, right now, I'm, as my new role as a head organizer, um, growing up, I was, we, were, we were part of the CYBL program. We, we, were, we were there when it all started. And he never, he never made, it, he made it a point to never leave, personally, me out. So he was a father figure, not just as a dad, but he was a father figure to me as, as a sportsman. So he taught me the sports ins and outs of sports, how to properly handle a program and all that. And I think that's the main reason why he was able to make leave a legacy to in each in the media, as an athletic director and as, as well as an events organizer. Because he carried that father's love that he had for me and the family to all of these aspects. And that's what I think kept him going, his love for being a media man, his love for being a sports organizer, and his love for being an athletic director. That's what really that's what I feel. What I've noticed drove talaga his his activities and his action. It was all about it was all love for him. You can there's this popular saying that if you love what you're doing, if you love your work, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like a hobby. It feels like something natural to you. And that's what that's what his life was. He always did what he loved. He always did what he wanted to do. And I think it's safe to say it really you can see the effects tonight with, with all of his different fields. And you can see the effects with all of the different people watching. There could be, have been people who touch, who my dad has touched their lives. And I'm really glad. I'm really lucky to have him as my father. So there. 
Wow. I mean, you know, based on your story, Popoy, <sighs> I actually realized, you know, as a journalist and as an esports commentator, maybe you know, I could actually learn something from him. Like the fathery figure vibe that he brings is something that could actually help me improve furthermore because he shows you that he shows you that he's very concerned. He shows that he's very passionate. He shows that he wants you to see develop. He wants you to uh, see you grow. I'm actually very eager to, you know, learn learn something from him. You know, maybe I could teach him how to play Mobile Legends. <laughs> But, he was asking me how to play how to play Dota Rai. Sabi really? ko, wag na, wag na pa, baka ma, wag puyat ka na dyan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I'll be honest with you, he might enjoy it because <laughs> imagine. I, well, I don't think I don't think my mom would have liked that, but <laughs> I would. <laughs> Imagine the toxicity from the Southeast Asia server, and then all of a sudden, the difficulty <laughs> nice curve, game. the difficulty curve of the game. Okay, all right. So that's a really beautifully done speech, Popo. Your father will definitely be proud Thank from you. those Thank uh, you. kind words is. that you I said. Yep. All right. So now we go for our favorite segment, which is none other than crunch time. So, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you new to the show, what is crunch time? Well. We're going to be asking our guests some simple questions, and they'll be responding with some uh, simple replies. But today's session, there's going to be a plot twist. So in the previous episodes, it's always going to be centered on the guest. Today's session, we're going to ask the guest to answer these questions from the point of view or from the perspective of Rico Navarro. So, um, gentlemen, are you ready for crunch time? Yeah. All right, so here we go in a five, four, three, two, one, and what would be Sir Rico's favorite sport? Basketball. 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 Cycling. Oh, cycling. Basketball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. I see. I see what you did there. All right. Next, um, Sir Rico, as a as a superstar. Or a role player in a team. Role player in a team. Player, definitely. Same role player. Mm, role player. Okay, yeah, a team. A yeah, team -based player. I agree. Mm, I see. All right, next. Um, Sir Rico, going live online via Facebook or YouTube, or publishing an article. Both. Pwede ba both? Pwede naman both, no? Publishing article and... Dapat may pre-pandemic answer tapos may post-pandemic answer. Kailangan ganun yung tingin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ask me like that. So both, but both. But what would be his preference? I think right now it should be live. It should be live. Live. Yeah, actually, kwento lang. Side kwento. He was having so much fun learning the ins and outs of conducting a Facebook live stream because he was really excited to find out about OBS, StreamYard, etc. And he was really, uh, he was really, it was, it kept him happy for in the last time, in the last, during the pandemic, it kept him, it kept him going, discovering this new avenue for him to share his stories. I think, yeah, live, live would be his pick right now. Hmm. Interesting. Ah, all right. Okay. Next. Um, Is he more comfortable coaching a superstar yet an arrogant player or coaching a humble yet mediocre uh, player? Humble yet mediocre. I think the second one. Second one. A humble player. 
But I think I think you want want to have uh, trouble coaching the former. Mm, I think you're trying. Should have enjoyed it. Pang ubaga challenge sa kanya na to incorporate a superstar into the team. I think Coach Amel would (laughs) would know the experiences there. (laughs) Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, because the former could actually provide that potential leadership for the team. So, yeah, I mean, it's understandable if you took the challenge. All right, next. What would be his preferred exercise? Lately, Paul, ano po, Koy? Basta number one rule, basta di sasakit tuhod niya. Tsaka di sasakit yung planter niya. Okay. So, cycling, yeah, was the, cycling and weightlifting was the best. Wait, the best yeah. Mm, weightlifting. Kasi di ba, Koy, nag... Nagpagawa nga siya talaga ng ano yeah, dyan, yeah. di ba? We made a home gym here. Yeah. So before he... Before People our age are shifting to cycling. Cycling. <laughs> In my case, uh, indoor cycling. <laughs> indoor cycling, yeah. It's actually uh, common nowadays. Okay, next. Um, what would be his favorite sports film? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ano po yun? Or let me rephrase it. What would be a sports film that would perfectly define him? Mm-hmm. Remember oh, the wow. Titans. Remember the Titans. That's the only one. Glory mm-hmm. Road would be one as well. Um, See, basketball. Yeah, the new type movie, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's not about basketball, but it could also be Field of Dreams. You build something, and people will go there, and they'll they'll enjoy it. And I think that's what Rico did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's a really good point right there. All right, next. Um, do, does he prefer taking a step back or a fadeaway jump shot? Hmm. None of the above, Dina. I will attack. He could do that in the end back when we played together in the previous team. Because there were a dearth of big players. I think so, you'll go yeah. for a drive. <laughs> okay, I see. All right, next. Uh, three point contest champion or slam dunk champion? Three points. Uh, three, yeah, point. three points. He'll three probably minutes. do the three points because uh, he's, he used to cover Chester Kokalyong, the star three-point <laughs> shooter here in Cebu <laughs> in the alumni yeah. leagues. <laughs> probably three points. Three he points. wishes he could dunk. So, yeah. Mm, okay. Mm, all right. Next. Goal-driven or values-driven? Mm-hmm. Oh. Values. I think values-driven. Yeah. Values. Yeah. Base, he always bases driven. goals on the values he valued, values he valued in life. So I think value driven would be for me the, the right answer. Values driven. All right. Next. Who would be his all time favorite sports coach? Mm-hmm. Oui. Romel Rasmo. I think I know. I think Phil Jackson. 
he really loved the 90s Bulls and the 2000s. Yeah, yeah, Bulls. He, yeah, correct, point, correct. He managed the how he managed the egos of all the players there. So I think Phil Jackson. Mm, okay, since you mentioned Phil Jackson, um, maybe this next question might be straight to the point: Magic Johnson or Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan, boy. Yeah, diba para may picture kayo po si may yung nakajersey. Yeah, diba? yeah, may yeah, picture kayo tatlo si Sirico ang Michael Jordan, di ba? Yeah. Ano ako? I, we have a team with jersey. Tatlo kami. So yung night oh. dream team na ninety. Right. So, right. Yeah. Um, one was I had the Jordan jersey. He had the Larry Bird jersey. Mm. My brother had the Magic dream Johnson team jersey. Dream team, palen. Wow. His quote-unquote goat was ano, Michael Jordan. Michael, yes. MJ. Wait, they're both MJs. Okay, yeah. Michael Jordan, <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Next, let's go to some uh, non-sports-related question. Okay. First would be his favorite food. Lechon. Lechon. <laughs> okay. Whatever mama cooks the table. Hi, ma. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever my mom would cook. Okay, nyan. happy na siya nun. Oh, yeah. All right. Next. Favorite coat? Oh gosh, she had so many. <laughs> yes, pero isa yung kaya. Uh, ano yung respect? It's ano uh, yung lately kasi parang gijoke yas amin yun eh. Yung ginawa ni si ba yun? Uh, parang you, you have to earn it. Hindi yan hiningi yung ano? <laughs> so respect is earned, not given. Hindi. Parang oh yun yun. Kasi di ba si LeBron parang gi ano yun ni LeBron? Ah, I want to be respect also. Oh, I'd, I'd go for looks audience. <laughs> <laughs> I see. All right. Okay. Um, who would be uh, Sir Rico's favorite actor or actress? Could be local or international. You're making me question the knowledge of my dad. No. <laughs> 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 oh. Uh, Sigurado yung mga sabagets Yun yung generation namin Baka si Aga Si Aga Alright I wouldn't know honestly uh, It's fine you know Given the generation gap Alright Alright let's go to some Rico Navarro related questions Okay next is um, What would be His uh, Most used Or his iconic Broadcasting catchphrase Mm-hmm. Here we go. Wait, here we go. Here we go. Every time he even announce or he'd start the podcast or he'd he'd host an event, whatever. He it would be here we go. All right, here we go for our final question. All right, so um, Sir Rico, as a what would be his preference? A media man, an event organizer, or an athletic director? Event organizer. Yes, sure. I think it would be okay. organizer because <laughs> it was him. Media was on the side. Event organizing was what's really in his heart, and I think it yes. was, it also brought him that job as an athletic director because director. Uh, he knew That's he could true. do more things also. Uh-huh. So yon, I think it's event organizing. Uh, event organizing. I see. He oh. did very well, especially well. We worked together in football, and nakita ko yun how he would guide us to do things the way it should be done. Popoy would say, "Daddy." Yeah, mm. I'd say that. But I agree. Event organizer. Parang he he 
he took pride in being able to touch and help mold the lives of young Cebuanos or Bisayas in general and making them really better people. No matter what sport, basketball, ba, uh, football, and then in the, in the school, the others, every other sport, we opened a golf team, we opened a ng archery team. Just like his point was, parang in Bisaya, it's called Dua lang ta. No, oh, yeah. Uh, Laru lang tayo. So, parang yun yung point na, just play and then let the game teach you lessons that that, that the only the game can teach you, whatever game that may be. So I think event organizer would be his favorite thing to do. Yep, indeed. And uh, we can clearly see the impact of his uh, events all throughout the, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Coach Romel, like in uh, Visayas all the way to Mindanao. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I really love the banter from our guests uh, today. That wraps up crunch time, and we do have our final messages before we formally end everything up. So Simone, Rally, and Robbie, take us uh, to whatever we have for the next uh, succeeding weeks. The floor is yours. Take it away. Okay, guys. Just uh, wanted to say thank you for for joining us and. And remembering Sir Rico Navarro, and I hope we did justice uh, in, in, in reliving his memory. Uh, thank you again to Popoy, his son, Sir Nimrod, Sir Larry, Coach Rommel. We appreciate you guys being part of uh, our episode tonight. And um, stay tuned for next week. I mean, December, our whole lineup for December, we have three successful coaches, winning as coaches, uh, for volleyball, we have Oliver Almadro. Of course, for basketball, we have Coach Jong Wichiko and Coach Heidi Ong uh, of, of the USD women's basketball team. So please do uh, catch us next, next month. And, and thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Sir Nemrod, Sir Larry, uh, Coach Romel, and Popoy for allowing us to have this opportunity to share about Sir Rico and give people a glimpse of how he was. And although he isn't here physically, because of his legacy, he will stay in our memories and in our hearts. So we hope to have more people like him. Daghang salamat og amping kanunay. So thanks for joining us again, teammates. And we hope you can share with us on Facebook your thoughts and what you learned from this episode and tag the Gold Diggers page. Or you can simply share our posts or comment on our video uploads on Facebook and YouTube. We'd really love to hear from you guys. And thank you also to everyone who has followed us on our Facebook page and subscribed to our YouTube channel. If you haven't liked or followed us, we hope you can click that button and continue to dig with us. Our next episodes with Coach Oliver Almadro, one of the top volleyball coaches in the country. So got any questions for Coach O? Feel free to message us on our Facebook page. So see you, teammates. RDV? Thanks, Sim. So once again, thank you very much, Sirs Nimrod, Larry, Romel, and Popoy for sharing with us the life lessons on how Sir Rico Navarro left a lasting legacy on sports with the help of your experience and lens, of course. So sa inyong apat, maraming, maraming salamat. So teammates, once again, let's continue helping out our fellow sports people who were affected by not just this pandemic, but also by the recent typhoons as well. So let's pitch in and head on over to our friends on Game On Sports' Facebook page to see how you can help with their class with a cause, which is happening tomorrow, November 29, at 10 a.m. So uh, head on over to our Facebook page for more details and head on over to Game On Sports' Facebook page on, and see how you can help with their program. So back to you, Carlos. So that ends our session for today. Once again, my name is Carlos Pineda and this 
is Gold Diggers. Remember to dream, dig in, and win. See you next time in our next episode.